everyone. Thanks for listening to Totally Off Topic. Katie here. On behalf of all the Tot Gals, thanks for your support. To win some swag, learn some more about the show, and interact with us, follow Broken Drift Productions on Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to the podcast. Now get ready for this awesome episode. Topic, the show where four gal pals get together. We were talking about self-care, TikTok products, and then we fucking took a left-hand turn, started watching The Bachelorette, and now we're doing recap episodes. And we curse on this show, we keep it real, and it's a no-holds-barred situation. We are so happy to have y'all here. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe. And for today's episode nine Bachelorette recap, I will be your host. With me, as always, is the incredible Phoenix-based comedian, host of the Wings with Friends podcast, our favorite Phoenix comedian, Mary Upchurch. Oh, thank you for the lovely intro. (laughs) Coming to us live in lockdown, in Los Angeles, LA-based comedian, co-host of the Mostly True Opinions podcast, Miss Katie Kay. Thank you so much. Hello. And not with us, unfortunately, is creative director at Broken Drift Productions, the gal that makes all of this possible, Hillary Hudson. However, due to uh, social distancing, and keeping this Zoom call at 75% capacity, she had to go. <laughs> no, y'all, don't worry. Ms. Hillary will be back next week. She is on a very fun RV trip with her boys and doesn't have reception. So we will have her back. Ladies, there was so much whiplash in this episode where it was like boring and then the drama whipped you back into shape, all right? I hope nobody held a hot beverage in their hand. As I was watching, there seemed to be five doses of drama in this episode. The first was the conclusion of Noah and Bennett's drama, fetus in Harvard, right? The second, the cocktail party and first row ceremony of the episode. The third, Ben's one-on-one date with Tasha. Spoiler alert, some other fucking bombs were dropped. Number four, the group date. And number five, the surprise of the episode. It was absolutely bonkers. I'll tell you what, it was not fun watching this episode after a very in-depth reel Um counseling session with my husband, but that's okay. We all made it through it. We're here, we're living through it. And we save all of those like really deep clips for Jack Galvin. So give him, give his shit a watch if you want to hear that. All right, guys, we're reeling it back in. Bennett and Noah, of course, Bachelorette Nation left us on edge, how it was going to end. Tasha brought them together Then she took each of them side uh, alone to talk about what was going on. Mary Upchurch, what did you think about those side conversations that Tasha had with Bennett and Noah? I'm over it. Just send them both home. 
I was over it. I didn't care. It didn't matter. She could have sent them both home. It was, it was so dumb. And, and what's interesting is Harvard was essentially, at least in my opinion, I thought he was very condescending to Tasha as he was trying to explain himself. Katie Kay, what was your take on that bizarre conversation with both Tasha and Harvard and Tasha and Noah? Yeah, I mean, I felt like Harvard was giving like an Ivy League speech to a lesser, like exactly like Noah said, he does talk down to people. But genuinely, I thought Tasha was buying it by the end of the conversation. And so just the way that everything went down, I actually feel like I didn't see it coming. I agree. I agree. I was definitely caught off guard. I thought, I really thought she was going to send them both home. Yeah. And then the fact that she reeled it in from Noah and was like, I'm not giving you this rose. Mary, were you shocked that she didn't give Noah the rose after she gave Bennett the boot? No, but I just had an epiphany. I think the Noah Bennett issue is the most manufactured storyline in this season because in this episode, there are Easter eggs that lead to the end. And we'll talk about that, I'm sure. But like everything seems super kind of manufactured and, you know, hmm, it, it's suspect. So, I, you know, I, I did love it when she was like, don't smile. You didn't win. And he's like, oh. It did keep me on my toes, though. Do you think he was trying to vibe, uh, vibe for a tic, a tic tac, a tic tac sponsorship? Did you see him shove all those tic tacs? Thing. He was like deep throating half the package. Calm down. I was like, okay, so you have halitosis. I think he thought he was going to make out with Tasha. I think he thought when Bennett didn't come back, he was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'm getting the rose and a KMS. So we finally get what we think is the conclusion. We'll come back to that. Bennett gets the boot. Noah gets to stay. And then the weird thing is we have the cocktail party and the rose ceremony. The evening leads right into that. So there's this awkward energy and a very awkward transition where all of the dudes come in and join up with Noah and they're like well it looks like Noah the fetus of the group gets to stay and Bennett Bennett got the boot and at this point going into the cocktail hour and the rose ceremony we now have 10 guys left and very limited time for Tasha to get those conversations in before she gives out the roses and sends some guys home. Katie Kay, what did you think about the cocktail scenes and some of the one-on-one time that the guys got with Tasha? It just felt like filler. Like, I just, there was nothing to grasp onto. I felt no depth. It sounded, it was like, how are you, you know, super surface level stuff, like gun to my head. I couldn't even tell you a topic because of the rest of the episode was actually full of drama. That just seemed like they were trying to fill eight minutes. I totally agree. Mary, what were your, what were your thoughts about it all? Um, I feel like I don't even remember it. This was not the drama, the drama one-on-ones. This was just the, like, I think it was just, like you said, like there was, what happened? I know. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about people who haven't been getting a lot of screen time and fast forward to 
her giving out the roses, we know that from last episode, Zach and Ben come into this rose ceremony with a rose. And then the guys look at the number of roses that are set out on the table and they do the math and they're like, okay, well, three of us are going home. No surprise that the three guys that went home um, were my Damar, DJ Spin, we loved him. Spencer, the lax bro, got the boot. Um, nope. And then Ed, Tony Ravioli got sent home. Yeah. Oh, that's right. That, that was the biggest, Spencer was the biggest waste of the season. Yeah. I think, I think Spencer, I think the producers thought Spencer was going to be a little bit more malle malleable or moldable as a bachelor than they originally anticipated. And he wasn't, I think he was just a little bit more stoic and reserved versus Noah, who they probably love. I think Blake should have went home instead of Spencer. I agree. I agree. Anyone else, KDK, that you thought should have gotten the boot at that rose ceremony, but somehow stayed around? No, I was just so happy that he, Tony Ravioli, that's what you call him. I was so happy he's finally out of there. And I was actually just happy that we're, we don't have to deal with another bro um, since we're already dealing with Noah. So I was just pretty pleased with her choices to leave. No, I agree. And I think... I think we're starting to get down to the nitty gritty so much so that yes, Tony Ravioli was the comic relief, but at this point, now that all of those roses have been given out, everyone starts from scratch and moving forward at this point of the episode, if anybody gets a rose, they get the hometown date. So now it's like all bets are off. And I think you really start to see the guys getting more competitive and I think they're trying to be a little bit more vulnerable and now every minute with Tasha is super valuable so we get through the rose ceremony goodbyes are said and then of course fucking like Jojo's still around Jojo's still around there she is she pops there she out is. fucking shows up I love her blowout I wish I could get my hair like that it's like very it's very reminiscent of how Katie does her hair and I fucking love it and I'm jealous and I wish I could do it. So Jojo, Jojo brings, Jojo brings the guys some good news. They, um, she tells them that there's going to be a big group date um, and that there's going to be a one-on-one -on -one date. But her first news is that the one-on-one -on -one date is with, you guessed it, Ben. Ben and Tasha get the one-on-one -on -one date and we're not going to call Ben what I want to call him, which is an alliteration of his disorder, but we're not going to say that. We don't say it. He's just another Ben. He's a good white guy. He's good just Ben. You know. All right. So Katie K, Ben <laughs> and Tasha, they're on their little scooter date. Yeah. And then they have some private time at the same table where Tasha has dined with all the dudes. Their one-on-one -on -one date the afternoon I thought was pretty fun. What did you think about it? Yeah, it was cute. I thought it, you know, if Hillary was here, I thought she would be proud of the producers for thinking of those items and getting some bird scooters or lime scooter, whatever brand of scooter that was. Um, shout out. They clearly weren't a sponsor. Um, and I thought it was a little aggressive when he ripped the pinata down with his bare hands. Like, okay, great. Uh, you hit all the others and now we're, this isn't fun anymore. 
Um, and then, yeah, things got a little, <coughs> so I just want to say, like, I know we should delve into other opinions about this first, but I just want to say that it did feel like we were at the dentist and teeth were being pulled during the dinner. <laughs> okay. We were at gunpoint for, tell me about all the deep shit. I needed some laughing gas. I thought it was yeah. forced. I think it's also very strange that it's like, you've known me for three weeks. This is our first time having one-on-one and you need to divulge your deepest, darkest secrets to me. Upchurch, where was your head at during, it was like fun time, Charlie, during the afternoon and then serious Sally in the evening. One, I was mad there wasn't anything in the pinatas. Those were the cutest pinatas. And I'm like, what a waste. I think one of them, or, you know, the final one did. But uh, I can just picture the producer in her ear going, push, ask, 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 get it, get it, get it. You know, and, and it was, like you said, it was so forced. And then it's like, do we really want to hear what's coming out? Like, why'd you push? His sister didn't even know nobody i don't i honestly don't think anybody knows unless maybe like a close friend was there but for his sister who like got him through bulimia not to know about his two suicide attempts very recently 2018 and 2019 that's a little recent that's a very recent to be on national tv right now You shouldn't have been cleared by a psychiatrist to be on reality TV, my dude, because your Instagram is going to be scary after this. Okay, I, okay, so here's, here's my take on it. And I don't know that it's going to be popular. And I I don't know if this is where Tasha's head was at. If I were in her shoes and a guy told me that he he not only contemplated, but followed through with two failed suicide attempts the most recent within the past 12 months or 14 months, whenever it was, my first thought would be, he needs to work on himself. He needs to get healthy. I think there's that age old saying of, in order to love someone else, you have to love yourself. Like that's, that is very true. I genuinely believe that. I don't know that Ben could, could be in a good, healthy, stable relationship until he kind of works through some things. I'm not a fucking psychiatrist. I'm just using common sense and common knowledge. And I think Tasha was stuck between a rock and a hard place. Like, what was she supposed to do? Be like, oh my God, like to Katie's point, I'm holding a gun to your head. Fucking tell me all your shit. And then you tell me all your shit and you're like, okay, bye. Yeah, she would have looked like the bitch if she had sent him home so she had to keep him at that point yeah I thought it was I mean I'll say that in a way great they handled that well there was the title card at the end making it like take some stigma away but it I think it's also promoting throwing it out there when you need an extra oomph in the competition and that's not okay I don't think Again, I, Mary, I think you just touched on another thing where it's like, is this just to like boost ratings, be relevant? Are you just taking advantage of the fact that this dude was like really fucking down? Like he wanted to off himself, not once, but twice. I wanted to clarify because I think we all are saying that it was 
the producers that were taking advantage, I think he truly didn't want to say anything. Like it really seemed like he was not trying to take advantage like, of that. Okay, uh, I guess I'm gonna go there. Yeah, he was like, like he seemed cringed out at himself. I think that might've been maybe the first time or the second time ever those words came out of his mouth other than the first time he ever divulged it to somebody else. And that's why he's probably like, I'm just smiling because I don't know how to say this because I don't think he's ever put those words and strung those sentences together. Yeah. Um, Interesting. So she gives him the rose right away. So we know Ben is getting a hometown date. So Ben has booked his ticket. He is rollerblading to his hometown with Tasha. We don't know how they're getting there. Safety first. We literally have no idea yet. And then they get a special performance from Adam Hambrick. I guess his COVID test came back negative. Who is he? Do we know who he is? <laughs> no idea. I tried to Google and then got distracted and forgot. So I, yes, I went shopping like Mary does on boring parts of Bachelorette. I went on Amazon. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? To wrap this, um, to wrap this segment up though, Tasha did say in her confessional, I love Ben. I think he's amazing. That's the first time she's used the L word in regards to one of the dudes. So I thought that that was important to point out. She seems to be super into the guys with like mega red flags. Red flag bouquets. It's like, is that what she wants from 1-800-Flowers? I don't, it's just, what is she thinking? Yeah, we can send you one girl, 50 bucks. Now we get to the group date. So there's a bunch of dudes. We got a little bit of FaceTime with them at the beginning of the show. A lot of Ben time. And then we get some FaceTime with the other dudes. Cute Jojo. I don't know what the fuck she does the rest of the day, but she looked cute in her little floral dress. She comes in and she says, okay, group date alert. This one had Zach, AKA Socks, the addiction specialist. How long has he been sober? We don't know. Uh, Brendan, the Rufa from Boston. As you start hearing him talk, you'll hear the Boston accent more. You can tell it's the suburbs, not like Southie. Um, Ivan, NASA, Noah, Fetus, Riley, Whiny the Pooh. Um, and they're all set for a very exciting date. It is the polygraph test date. And JoJo set up the ballroom to look very law and order-esque. And Tasha partakes as well. She had to answer some questions. So Mary, what were your thoughts during this polygraph test and some of the combos that ensued at the after party with those dudes. Um, I thought it was fun. I thought this was a really fun day and they really tricked you. They made us think that these polygraphs were gonna be so serious. And in those combos, it was like, <laughs> I cheated in the sixth grade. Um, but I did, I fell for it and I did laugh at it. So like it delighted me. Um, whining the poo, like what's he whining about? Like, what is the problem? But I think the big Easter egg here was, do you regret sending anyone home? And she's like, yes, or something. And, and it's like, oh, something's happening. You know, this is that manufactured home that we're dealing with. So <sighs> I mean, I wish I could get over the fakeness or the, the, the production of it. Um, Cause I'm 
you know, part of me is really enjoying myself. Katie Kay, do you actually think there was a polygraph machine in use? No. I think it was just light bulbs and the producers pressed which one they wanted to light up. <laughs> I um, agree. And we so need it. Right. And like we need it to keep the show going. And we need it for, like Mary said, that Easter egg to plant the seed of like, oh my gosh, the light bulb went orange. That means yep. inconclusive. Is Tasha really sad that she sent somebody home? And if so, who? And then they cut to one of the dudes turning to Noah and being like, yo man, I think it's better. <laughs> oh, I didn't see that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because a real polygraph has to have like someone qualified to read it. Yeah. Jojo is not qualified for that. Um, <laughs> And, and they, and like, they'll say like, after seeing the heartbeat lines or whatever it's called, like when they're looking at it go, like they usually show that part and then they're like, hmm. And they'll ask the question again, instead of just showing like an orange light bulb, like for sure manufactured, but I was eating it we up. We do this ourselves, you guys. Just have a fake yeah. polygraph game with three light bulbs. Yeah. You guys, it, it looked like a heartbeat monitor screen that was like an Apple screensaver. It was just yeah. like going across the lap. I was like, what is yeah. this? Yeah. Um, you guys video, but have like, one is like the blender goes off if it's a yes. The other one we attach to a strobe light. And the third one we attach to like some other noisy device. And we're like, oh, you got the blender, you're a liar. <laughs> I thought it set the precedent um, for some interesting conversations that they had after the group date and they have like the group date cocktail party where they get some one-on-one -on -one time with Tasha. You know, Brendan was able to explain himself a little bit regarding the orange light bulb that lit up saying that maybe he had inconclusive feelings about his family meeting Tasha and him meeting Tasha's family we hear Riley's like weird background. I could not really follow his storyline about why he changed his name. It sounded like he got in the middle of a very messy divorce between his parents. And it sounds like his dad was kind of an asshole and withheld things from him and kind of had like a wedge between Riley and his mom. So we got to get a little bit more dirt um, the weird thing was, I was genuinely shocked that she did not give a rose to anyone at the end of the group date. Katie Kay, were you surprised that Tasha didn't give out a rose at the end of the date? So just when I was watching it, I was actually like thinking like, oh, don't give it to anyone because then the rest of the men are that just opened up to you, like are going to spiral. So I was like thinking that the producers were going to push her to pick someone. So then the rest of the men did spiral, but it, I was happy she didn't give it to anyone. And it looks like the producers were saving the drama for the surprise after. So oh. I was actually kind of tracking with her on that. Like I wasn't too too shocked by that choice. Oh my gosh. And the surprise of, well, not so much the century. I would say if you watched the show closely enough, like Upchurch, you probably, you, you could have seen this coming, but Upchurch genuinely, when Tasha left that group date and was coming out of the courtyard, heading back to her place, 
and she rounded the corner and saw Bennett, AKA Harvard. Were you as shocked as she was? Be honest. I was mortified. I was like this. I, I was, I was like surprised and underwhelmed. This is the one where I thought it was going to be her ex because of that little thing, um, internet rumor, rumor earlier on. I thought it was gonna be her ex. And when it was him and he was so creepy, he's like, hi Deja. And I couldn't help but think like, you remember earlier the argument was, oh, you're questioning my integrity or you, you know, questioning my judgment. This is the epitome of questioning her by not accepting her decision. And then what? She's she's fallen for it? Like what? Katie K, spill it. What do you think? I completely agree with Mary. And I was screaming into a pillow. Like I was like, Cameron. Like I was like yelling to my husband, like, look, look who? Who reject who is so full of themselves that they reject a breakup and not only reject the breakup, but have enough self-confidence to then confess their love and think it's gonna go their way no sir that's how entitled he is he's never been told no before so she told him no and he was like this couldn't be i had to pick my jaw up off of the ground and i had the same reaction you did katie i was like what the fuck is going on it like if anyone wonders like the personification of white privilege, here you go. Here you go. This guy, he, he, I was so disappointed and it sucks because it puts another dude back in the race. Like she made a hard and fast decision and said, I'm ready to let you go. And he's completely undermining her authority, her judgment, her character, everything that Tasha sent him home for he has, he has doubled down on and showed her that he truly is that person. It's very bizarre. I, the most shocking scene or the most shocking moment in the scene was when he says, I love you. And she fucking bought it and then says, he showed up. I mean, he showed up and he said, I love you. I was like, Claire, so do stalkers. That doesn't mean you marry them i always say it's a fine line between stalkers and your next boyfriend it's attractiveness i mean this whole this whole ending is going to revive the drama between bennett and noah because as of right now going into episode 10 next week only ben has a rose and we don't know how many hometown dates there are katie k traditionally how many are there each season there's usually four, and okay. then there's like three overnights. Um, so yeah, it's kind of sketch because if he, if Bennett takes someone's spot, which the previews like basically lead to that, I think, because they literally showed him walking in and saying, I'm back. Um, I would completely understand why the guys are pissed off. So I want to see how totally. they family dates. This this episode was very weird and bizarre and a lot of forced drama, but then like some other really good moments where she got to connect with the guys. So it'll be interesting how they handle 
and how Tasha handles essentially what we're assuming are only three more rose, roses that she can give out for hometown dates. So to wrap up this episode, I am curious to hear what you gals think regarding those three roses, who the final three are gonna go to. Think on it. We already know Ben is gonna get one rose or already has one rose. I think the final three are going to go to Brendan the Rufa, um, Zach, AKA Socks. And I think just because of the recent turn of events, I think Bennett, AKA Harvard is gonna get that fourth rose for a hometown date. So Katie K, what do you think? Who are the other three roses going to? I completely agree with your picks. And I think the shot of her like bent down on the ground, like sobbing with convulsions is about sending our mystery name home lawyer. I, I keep calling him different stuff, but whiny the poo. Um, yeah. Whiny the poo, all of the names. Um, I think she feels horrible that he just opened up and she's sending him home, but I agree with your picks. Upchurch. I agree with your picks, but I think her breakdown is going to be, I think somebody's going to self-select out. I think somebody's going to leave. I think, or I think there's more drama. I felt a few cook, uh, breadcrumbs for this. I think they're teeing us up for some more drama. Yeah. And I definitely think Zach's, we're going to go see his family, Ben, maybe. <laughs> and um, uh, Zach, Ben, and, and, and Harvard. But I don't, I don't know. And so the people who get the hometowns, that's the final three? Final four. And then overnight dates are the final three. And then she picks between two. Mm -hmm. And tell all next week. Mm -hmm. They just don't have the final, like whoever they don't show. Also next week is Monday and Tuesday. So much work. Monday and Tuesday. It's going to be nuts. I think, I think from the, the spoiler or from the sneak previews, there's a lot of fucking tears, like a lot. I don't know. I don't know. That kind of shit just like bothers me. Cause I'm like, how can it fucking be like, do the know each other? Whatever. Like it's fine, but it, it's all so real for them. That's what I remind myself. Cause sometimes up church, I can find myself in your court where I'm like, God, this is so fucking stupid. But then I forget that all of these hoes have been in quarantine and lockdown and all of these hoes are like best friends with you, with each other. And there's only one vagina there. And like, it's very real for them. So I remind myself that even though I'm on the outside, like kind of watching these zoo creatures doing what they're doing, it is very real for them. So it'll be interesting to see all of the tears next week. Truly. Episode nine. Wow. Pretty crazy. I'm looking forward to episode 10. I can't wait to have Hillary back. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for everybody who's watching us, who's listening. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe and follow us on Instagram because 12 Days of Driftmas is right around the corner and there are like legit prizes to be won. Katie, can you give us just like a quick snippet of a couple of the prizes? So many prizes. There's Amazon gift cards, straight up cash, merch, Domino's gift cards, like yeah, there's so there's tons of food gift cards. There's Beats headphones. Okay, I'm done. Okay, oh we my can't. gosh, 
So Broken you guys, does not mess around. Don't mess around. We don't fuck around. We give you the real live scoop. Everything is amazing. It's all free. Subscribe. All right, guys, that's our time. I'm wrapping it up for Mary Upchurch, Katie Kay. I've been your host, Carrie Gallagher. Tune in next week. Thank you so much. We love you. Take care. Bye. Bye. <laughs> hey there, Katie again. Thanks for listening. For exclusive content, head to Broken Drift Patreon. And before the outro music plays, subscribe to the Broken Drift Productions YouTube channel to watch episodes or subscribe to our podcast channel. All links are in the episode bio. Bye.